0: Is it time for you to live healthier? If you are looking to eat better, exercise more effectively, and incorporate fitness and health into your daily activities and hobbies, this is the show for you. Welcome to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. Dietrich has two decades of sports and fitness coaching experience, and he's here to tell you how it can be easy with less injury, time, money, and travel necessary. Now, here is your host, Dietrich Wright.
1: Hi, thank you for listening to Right Choices. This is your host, Dietrich Wright. Today's topic is the golden years of life. You know, gold is one of the world's most precious metals. Time is a valuable commodity for which we enjoy and measure our lives. Combine gold and time together and we experience the golden years in life. The golden years in life is the point where we make a choice to live with vigor and vitality or to concede and stop enjoying the very things we come to love and enjoy through the years. Whether you are contemplating retirement or wanting to start a new career, know your motivation behind your actions or your choices. The average retirement age, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, as of spring of this past or this current year, excuse me, 2017, is about 63 years of age. The average length of retirement is approximately 18 years now this varies from state to state due to the cost of living states such as the New England area individual people work in longer in order to afford to retire with an average of over sixteen thousand dollars more annually in the New England area contrast to that Nebraska consistently has one of the lowest unemployment rates in the Union giving less than the need to retire early due to the lack of career options. Now, waiting longer to retire also has a range of health benefits, and this is according to Amanda Soniga from the University of Michigan's Institute for Social Research in Ann Arbor. There was a study of 83,000 Americans between 1997 and 2011 from the U.S. Centers of CDC concluded that retired and unemployed people ages 65 and older were nearly three times more likely to report their health as just fair or poor compared to people who continue to work. In addition, people who retired or were unemployed were, significant, excuse me, were significantly more likely to report a history of cancer, heart disease or diabetes than older working Americans. So my question would be, are we supposed to stop living just because we have finished our careers? Or do you make a choice to continue doing the very things that you come to love and enjoy throughout your life? So this goes back to like we've been discussing in previous episodes, understanding the same principle. What is your motivation? or lack of motivation as you approach retirement. There's one fourth of older adults plan to change their careers. One quarter have no intention of ever retiring. A desire to work into our golden years can boost finances and provide a sense of purpose. Individuals that continue to work longer tend to stay together more alert, excuse me, stay cognitively more alert with some research showing working longer may have an association with greater longevity. Our life expectancy is growing and expected to hit 98 million from currently where it's at at 46 million by 2060, according to the Population Reference Bureau. Nearly 25% of individuals between 65 and 74 experience significant health limitations. Now, while it is possible to prevent some of these health conditions, maintaining a he- healthier lifestyle keeps most of these conditions at bay. For instance, good nutrition. When we talk about nutrition, when we're talking about older populations. These some of the key um, principles that we're discussing. We're talking about iron deficiency, calcium intake to counter osteopenia or osteoporosis. Muscle atrophy we have as we get older. So we're talking about protein, calorie, malnutrition. And vitamin deficiencies you may have of any sort. So the key is, as we age, we still must maintain a healthy weight, eating a well-balanced diet, ensuring that we're having our proteins, essential fats, and our good carbs. It is recommended by the Cleveland Clinic, that staying healthy in our golden years requires exercises that promote strength-based and aerobic training. Now, one of the things we want to do when we start strength training is understanding how we move. The tendency what we have as we get older is we lose our lack of mobility. That lack of mobility leads to another health concern we have in our older populations. One of the most significant injuries we have are from falls in our older populations. There are more than 27 deaths, excuse me, 27,000 deaths a year due to falls from older populations. Falls threaten seniors' independence and safety and affects each of us a great deal economically and personally. Again, the Cleveland Clinic recommends strength-based training So there's a huge correlation in understanding injuries and deaths from falls. And so what if I told you that lifting external weights and knowing how to fall correctly could minimize the risk from falling or minimize the impact from the fall? When we first start to learn to move as a toddler, we start off movement from our back. We learn and get this uh, controllability, motor controllability, where we start to go from our back rolling over into our stomachs. From our stomach, we get some coordinating pa- movement po- positionings where we can now push with our upper body, bringing us from our stomach into our hands and knees. From our hands and knees, we go to what I call as a half kneeling position. Once we learn how to stabilize and get some kind of balance from a half kneeling position, you'll see that toddler, that infant, they go to a deep squat before they ascend up into their two feet. And then the movements start to occur. You notice that their base of support is pretty wide, it's not narrow. They start out with these big, wide steps. It looks kind of awkward at first, but their movement, they are gaining so much information, how to coordinate, how to balance, how to stabilize. And as they gain the motor control, the motor pattern that they are learning in this movement, they become more efficient and more effective in their mobility. So when we look at the end of that cycle, when we get into our golden years, we lose... Some of those principal patterns that we once had when we were learning how to move. Falls usually occur with our elderly because of lack of stability and mobility we have in our body. When I train my client, my client JB, she is 90 years old. When I train her, we work in all planes of motion. All planes of motion. There's a constant different kind of movement because... It's a controlled environment. Our falls in our older populations usually happen in an uncontrolled environment. It usually occurs when you least expect it. An uneven surface, a slippery surface, lack of balance control. So when I am training JB, I start off with her on her back, doing some dynamic stretches. and Then we go from her back up to her feet doing some more dynamic stretches and we're working one plane of motion then we'll change it and advance it to another plane of motion and then we can keep building upon that. But with her and there's cues that I give to her and I, I notice and recognize when she starts to not move as effective I give her a cue of let's stride a longer length between your, your two feet. That's going to widen your base and so therefore you can get more balance and more stability she picks up on this cue, and then she starts moving more effectively. There's also a, a ability to understand there's motor, uh, or I should say muscle coordination being involved with both the upper posture and the lower body. What tends to happen as we get older, we tend to start to lean farther and farther, farther forward, which makes us tip forward. So staying vertical is the cue that I try to give to JB, so she maintains better movement. So, movement, stability, and coordination is very important to counter the tendency that we have when we're looking at the dangers of falls in our older populations. I wish the knowledge that I have now, when I was younger, 20 plus years ago, when a loved one of mine had a, a pretty significant fall, I wish I knew what I know now. Now, looking back and seeing, the residual impact of that fall that this had in my loved one's life, it's difficult as she, she has gotten older and getting her to be able to be effectively more moving. I wish the things that I know now I can share, but now I'm trying to share this information with you as listeners. It's understanding just because we get older, we have to continue understanding that we have to maintain a certain level of health. Just because we are retiring doesn't mean it's not important to still stay physically active. Just because we are leaning towards the point of making a different career choice or change in our older uh, ages, we have to continue our survival by maintaining our ability to move and maintain our independence. We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to come back on the other segment. We're going to have a guest speaker. You're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. (music)
2: life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness
3: do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can, too, on Falling Through the Cracks, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent
0: You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Thank you for listening to Right Choices. This is Dietrich Wright. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Um, During this segment, we're going to continue our discussion and topic of the golden years in life. And I have the great privilege and honor to have Jody Pearson and come on and discuss training and training principles in relation to older populations. Jody, how are you doing today?
4: Hello, Mr. I'm good.
1: Excellent, excellent. I would love for our listeners to get an understanding of who exactly you are. So let's start with, I'm going to ask you a simple question. What led you to become a trainer?
4: So... um, I've been training for quite a long time. I grew up as a multi-sport athlete, um, playing softball, basketball, and volleyball. Um, but I had multiple injuries at a young age. I dislocated my left thumb, which led to five surgeries. And then when I was 11, I tore my meniscus in my left knee, which led to four surgeries. And then in uh, college, I tore my right um, rotator cuff and bicep tendon, which led to two surgeries. So I spent a lot of time in the training room, which led me to the gym. So at 19, I started looking at um, why my body was breaking down. And um, I had to think about, you know, how I was taking care of myself or not taking care of myself. So this kind of started my training career. At 20, um, I had my daughter, Alex, and my pregnancy was really difficult. I was uh, on a lot of bed rest and gained 84 pounds. I had toxemia, um, and so I went from being an athlete who always found a way to get up to someone who didn't, I, I didn't recognize. So, again, it took me back to the gym. I started working out and training other moms. <clears throat> While our kids worked out together in the kids' club, or the kids, you know, they hung out together at the kids' club. So it just made sense. Um, my first job training was actually at Linda, Evan, Linda Evans Fitness. Um, so it was only moms and seniors um, where I took my first national certification, which was ACE, really long time ago. Uh, I ended up working with a group of very young, hungry trainers, and we took every class certification workshop we could find. We did kickboxing, spinning, BOSU, uh, check workshops, uh, holistic lifestyle coaching, bodywork, myofascial release, holistic training, pre- and postnatal, and NSM stuff. Um, and then I ended up working at a major gym where I uh, ran the senior program. But we decided that we should train our seniors like our athletes. Um, so we trained them just like that. We used speed and agility, balance, stability training. They loved the speed ladder, cones, med balls, and free weights.
1: Um, so let me let me let me ask you a question in relation to the training principles. How you guys went about designing their program? Did you find <laughs> that? There was not much of a difference between what your athletes were able to do to the level which you were actually training your older clients as well.
4: Well, we it was funny because I ended up with this CD that was um, from Tommy Bahamas, and it was like, I don't know, Island Cocktail or something. And so I put that music on, and we kind of had a dance line. But we were <laughs> really doing like py- pilometrics, you know. I mean, what? they do high knees and, you know, lateral movement, and, you know, they'd do the grapevine, which, you know, they call karaoke. So it was very similar, but just at a lower intensity, and each one of them, you know, had different balance um, abilities, and, you know, they were all at different levels, so kind of looking at how to modify, but to keep everybody included was, you know, really important, and... uh, which really made the class successful is because we kind of teamed people up that sort of matched if they needed to lean against the wall and then people that were moving and grooving made their way up and down the line so
1: when you, it kinda, when you, wait I'm sorry when you broke them up like you're just saying understanding the grouping of their their levels of their ability did you find that being amongst like individuals at the same level did they find it less intimidating or more or basically more understand there's other individuals like well, when, myself that may I have a limitation.
4: The true nature was is that just like athletes, they're competitive. Right. So, you know, if you put two athletes next to each other, you know, they're going to try to outlift each other. If you put two, you know, 80 year olds next to each other, they're going to out, you know, try to outdance each other. So that was a really, you know, kind of good way to pair them up and kind of work together. So they challenge each other in the social aspect to keep people checking in with each other too.
1: Would you see the, what other benefits besides the exercise movements you saw having them grouped up amongst other peers of their same age?
4: I'm sorry,
1: say that again. So the individuals, they were all on a similar age grouping. So what are some Mm -hmm. other benefits you saw besides the movement? It was
4: a, Range. I mean, some of the people were in their 50s and some were in their 90s in some ways. But, you know, people's confidence and just their abilities was more the pairing factor, you know. So it's it's pretty interesting, you know, some people who are 60 move like they're 80. And, you know, Gloria is 99. And she moves probably better than the 80 year olds So it's hard to say.
1: Now, yeah. you mentioned a, a specific individual, uh, Gloria. What is... Um, Significant with your training with Gloria?
4: I'm sorry? What was the. Uh, yeah,
1: as far as like some significant um, hurdles or obstacles Gloria had to overcome or come through?
4: Well, so Gloria is a really neat lady. She's 99. Um, I met her when she was 84, and she came to me with the goal that she wanted to continue, be able to continue to visit her sister lived in Reno, and so she had been flying southwest and was not um, really doing well with going up the stairs and putting up her baggage, so that was, we kind of broke down those movements of stairs and, you know, just get, you know, everything was focused on how are we going to get your bag up, you know, reach up to the top, so lifting everything about that, so her motivation was to see her sister, to be able to continue that, so and then it became You know, her being able to not only take the groceries out of the car, but to be able to walk them all the way into the house without having to set them down. So kind of working on this, not just strength, but endurance of the muscles so she could, you know, take them all the way into the house, you know, not have to go get help, you know, to maintain her independence and confidence.
1: That's, that's, that's like significant. Uh, And in regards to the, the independence, I mean, you were saying in relation to her sister, does she still have living children herself?
4: I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part. With
1: Gloria, I mean, understanding you were relating to her visiting her sister, did she have children herself that she was having independent or part of? You well, know, as as-
4: she Go has ahead. a daughter that's surviving that <clears throat> lives close by, um, but she's very independent. So her main goal was, you know, to to continue to live. In, um, in her own home as long as possible. And she had help that came in, but she didn't want to be a burden. So, you know, we kind of practiced walking through her house and, you know, working on squats because she had to get up and down when nobody was there, no matter what. So, you know, we kind of broke down what she needed to do around the house, um, you know, opening and closing the refrigerator, which gets stuck and is heavy when you're 99. Uh, So those were her goals. So we kind of made that all happen in different movements in the gym.
1: Those being her goals, what are some of your, when you're working Mm -hmm. with older populations, what are some of your key goals that you're trying to get them to achieve or maintain?
4: Um, Well, it depends. I mean, a lot of people, if they have grandchildren, you know, and they want to be able to travel to go see them, and then not only travel to go see them, but be able to pick them up and play with them. Or, you know, be able to talk to them and, and hear them. So, you know, we work on all these things. And it seems that, you know, Gloria talks about it really helps with her memory and her coordination and, you know, all of those things as well. So she feels more confident having the conversation and making those trips, you know. so yeah.
1: When she would travel, would she be traveling with an, uh, an aide or, you know, she was still independently doing these things on her own?
4: Well, lately, she's not getting too far at 99, which is all right, um, but she would travel with her daughter, and then she did have some um, help, but she was pretty independent. I mean, she lived at home and, you know, was through the night by herself. Um, she recently is over at um, an assisted living place that has her own apartment, her own studio. Um, she recognized having a smaller area to move her through. It just made more sense, you know, made sense for everybody, and... It, it helped her be able to kind of manage and keep up with her daily workout, workouts. She works out every day.
1: And how often will you be working with Gloria? How often do you work with Gloria?
4: Um, so we've been doing two days a week for 15 years. Um, she walks, though, on her own, 30 minutes a day. Um, her doctor and her agree that helps keep her blood pressure down and she loves being outside and she's got a Fitbit. And on her 99th birthday, she hit her 10,000 steps, which was her goal for two years. Which wow, is that's cool. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? Um, so she does that, but she has, what's really cool about her is that, you know, she kind of bought into the whole idea of, you know, keeping it moving. When she was really young, um, she learned, um, uh, she was on the ship when she was 15, going to Europe. And I guess it was a a three-week ship ride. And there happened to be a a young up-and-coming gynecologist, she told me, that offered everybody to meet up on the deck two days or two times a day. Uh, She said five in the morning and 5 p.m. And they would do, uh, he was we we have to
1: take a a commercial segment break right now but if we i'm gonna ask could you stay on and continue your story right out on the other side of this next segment break yep and we're excellent you are listening to right traces on voice america health and wellness station
2: opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness
3: and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel.
0: You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show.
1: You are listening to Right Choices. This is Dietrich Wright. This is part of the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Jody, you were having a story that you were sharing with the listeners. Please continue your story.
4: Um, So we were talking about Gloria, and um, she ended up on the ship to Europe for three weeks. And the young gynecologist um, was offering exercises, and he called them um, postnatal exercises. So she was doing, you know, what we call core exercises 75 years ago. Um, So she just sort of put that into her daily routine. And honestly, every day before she gets out of bed, she lies on her back and does her hip up and rotations and windshield wipers and everything she's supposed to do. And then she gets up and does a little routine um, every every single day. So I think that that's really what has kept her going is, you know, at 99, still doing it. You know, she's been moving her whole life.
1: How often do you recommend... uh, our older populations, when they are wanting to continue their fitness or their exercise routines, what would you recommend as is a good goal as far as how often a week they should work out?
4: Well, the recommendations are you know two days a week for the strength gains, um, um, but it doesn't have to be you know in the traditional gym workout you know with the weights and dumbbells and all of that, which I think is probably the common thought. Um, I mean. You know, bands work fine and, you know, body weight. You know, Gloria does pushups on her counter every morning and squats in her chair, you know, right after that. So, you know, you can figure out really anywhere. Um, but, you know, two days a week of definitely a little more intense um, workout where you kind of challenge your muscles and you challenge your bones. Um, definitely. A recommendation, And then, you know, moving every day, whether it's stretching or walking or dancing or anything like that, um, is I think what really makes the difference in circulation and digestion and, and so many things that are just beyond just the strength training
1: part. Right, right. And then when they would do any kind of physical active movements, is there a minimum you would say or suggest that they should try to achieve?
4: A minimum? In relation
1: to, yeah, like a minimum is like if they can... They don't have, let's say, for instance, time is a limitation a lot of us have. And so if they could at least dedicate at minimum X amount of time to do some kind of movements, what would you recommend at minimum?
4: More than yesterday. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, every little bit counts. I mean, to say, oh, I haven't done anything all week, it doesn't mean you wait till Monday. You know, I mean, five minutes, you know, works, you know, 10 minutes works great just to boost your metabolism. So you know, we get overwhelmed with these hour workouts or two-hour workouts or 45 minutes where, exactly. you know, it's it's really a waste of time that way, you know, and um, it doesn't, you know, be, breaking it down, you know, throughout the day, you know, bit by bit, I think also helps with your energy as well. I mean, I think, you know, Gloria's got it all figured out, you know, where she sort of does stuff later in the afternoon as well, you know, after her nap, you know, where she kind of gets her joints moving again, gets fluid in there and wakes up, you know, that way. So any little bit counts because every little bit makes a difference, right. you know, and you can see that difference, you know, just instantly, you know, when somebody starts moving that hasn't moved, a lot of times maybe they start talking more, you know, mm-hmm. or they maybe, you know, have more eye contact, you know, right. and that's, that's a big deal. Absolutely.
1: It doesn't have to be these
4: major things. It can be these minor things, which are really important,
1: right. especially then. You were discussing, Gloria, in fact, does like push ups even at home. What are some other key uh, exercises that you would encourage individuals to do on their own at home as well?
4: Um, I think for sure we tend not to move in different planes of motion enough. Um, I think. You know, we go forward and back, well, forward a lot, um, but practicing lateral movement and transverse planes and all of that is really important. Um, rotation is really important. Um, you know, people injure themselves because they're not not used to decelerating their load properly. So, you know, playing catch with the ball from side to side, you know, helps learn how to do that. And you know? so... You know,
1: those are important things. You know, it's one of the things in my first segment in the intro I was discussing with the listeners of guards too. There's a huge significance of injuries and even deaths where nearly 27,000 older population individuals are fall or fall and have either significantly injured themselves or even, like I said, an unfortunate situation of even dying from a fall. What are some of the things that we can do to minimize? the risk of falling with our older population?
4: Um, well, I think one of the things is, you know, um, just talking about posture, but, you know, just we tend to look down, you know, they get fearful of falling. And so looking down, you know, a lot of times you don't really see what's coming, you know, and then your momentum and all your weight is forward. So say you do stumble, you I mean, you're sure to hit the deck that way. So kind of looking at, you know, your posture just so your center of gravity is in the right place, which makes you more stable, um, uh-huh. I think was important, you know. So, um, and, and also working in the different planes of motion just helps to build the confidence. Um, right. You know, one of the, you know, Gloria's favorite thing is doing the grapevine. But, and it's, you know, kind of like dancing in a way, but if she stumbles, which she did when she was 88 and hurt her hips, um, you know, she learned that that's really important because when her legs do get tangled up underneath her when you're, you know, crossing your feet, um, she kind of has practiced how to recover out of that and, you know, talks about that, you know, doing those um, doing those moves, she calls them, has really kind of helped her recover a few times and catch herself when she probably would have gone down.
1: I see. And then, uh, a question I would have to you Uh, something I was discussing also as well is how do you teach your clients how to fall correctly?
4: (laughs) How to fall correctly. Um, Well, I mean, I think there's, you know, kind of like that stuntman fall where you sort of want to hopefully tuck and roll. I mean, a lot of times people put their hands down and, you know, I see you breaking your wrists or, you know, things like that. Um, You know, looking at... (sighs) teaching them how to fall. Um, I think confidence has a lot to do with it, too. You know, I mean, and I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, confidence when falling. But, you know, Gloria kind of knows that she, you know, can has the ability to get herself back up. Um, she is strong enough that she can endure anything. So, making her world smaller doesn't necessarily help. So, I think everything that we do prepares them for that fall, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that
1: helps. Uh, in relation, you mentioned something when Gloria was 88, she had a significant fall. Um, how significant of the fall was that for her?
4: Uh, she ended up cracking the head of her femur. She's very stylish, and her pants were um, sort of a boot cut, and her toe caught the um, pant leg and uh, she went down on a cement floor and so the, the head of her femur was cracked so they had to replace the hip and then in 89 there was an issue that they had to repair at, or not in 89 when she was 89 um, and then she continued to train and really recovered well I mean those two surgeries and you know such a short period of time um, was scary Uh, She got back into the gym, and then, unfortunately, because it changed her gait um, with the hip replacement, so it accelerated the degeneration of her left knee, um, which was pretty bad. So she ended up having a knee replacement at ninety-two.
2: Wow, that's amazing.
4: Was was pretty incredible because they did not want to do it at all, and um, she literally sabotaged her daughter and I at the doctor's office. And <laughs> right, before, right before he came in, she grabbed both of our legs and she looked at both of us and she said, I'd rather die than live the rest of my days in a chair. Wow. And, you know, we looked at each other and we said, okay, we're doing this, you know, and her, her uh, primary care doctor he, he was the one that said he agreed that she, he thought she could handle it. And honestly, I mean, this was, to not do it, she wouldn't have lasted this long. You know, she, she's got to be up and moving. Um, so the orthopedic well, thought we were all nuts, but he did it anyways, And she, she's doing great. She's That's still hilarious. hiking.
1: So mm-hmm. would you say that Gloria is pretty competitive Or she has a a, a very significant drive to continue living.
4: Um, Yeah, I mean, she she ran uh, the foundation that her father started up until probably four or five years ago. You know, so she's still been really, really active, and you know, really has her wits all about her. Um, But she's sort of known in the community she lives at, Um, and uh, it was funny she was telling us one day. After a workout, she uh, had went into the dining hall and was still wearing her gym clothes. And another woman uh, around her age sat across from her and told her that, informed her that she was a tennis player and she had heard Gloria worked out. And, uh, And Gloria was a little confused on, you know, what was about to happen. And she said, well, yes, I do. I just came from the gym. And then the lady said, well, I want to challenge you to a strong arm contest, (laughs) and (laughs) which, you know, arm wrestling. And so Gloria was like, "Hmm." so scooted her plate aside and said, all right, let's do it. And so the lady was prepared to just beat Gloria. So I think Gloria had, I think she said about three or four years on her. And uh, (laughs) Gloria pretty much threw her arm down and won. And the lady said, what? I don't believe it. I'm a tennis player. I want to I want to re, rematch. And so Gloria said, all right, let's do it again and beat her twice. <laughs> so she's the queen of the uh, senior center um, in the strong arm contest. So, I mean, the, you know, she couldn't wait to come into the gym and tell us that story, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, Absolutely. You know, I want to make her a jacket and, you know, get her an entourage. But, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's an amazing story. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, and sharing also <laughs> the other examples you talked in regards to how you train our older populations. How can listeners get in touch with you?
4: Uh, my email is old school with Yahoo. It's Peterson one two yahoo dot com. Um, that always works.
1: Excellent. And is there any other link that they can contact you or pick you up?
4: Um, Elementus uh, the website there but that's pretty much it right now
1: excellent thank you so much for calling in and being a <laughs> guest on the show today Joey I really appreciate your sharing your information
4: alright Dietrich thank you so much I appreciate
1: you're welcome. it alright have Bye-bye. a good day thank you we're going to take a commercial break and when we come back you're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness channel
2: opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness addiction can affect
4: our relationships our families our home and work lives but most importantly ourselves the recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them it's not just 12-step programs but so much more It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Hope is in your corner.
3: Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events
0: You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show.
1: You are listening to Right Choices. This is Dietrich Wright. And uh, we're in our last segment of the show. And I want to just go ahead and start summarizing a lot of the discussions we were talking about. Today's... Topic being the golden years in life, um, I want to thank Jody again for sharing her story and her experience of working with older populations. And as she shared that story, relating to the fact that her client Gloria, 99 years old, and still is out there with that vigor and vitality of wanting still to embrace life and to live it to its fullest. And I, you look at that and I hear that, and that's a great inspiration to myself and. There are times where I know good and well, even as a trainer myself, that I get tired, I am fatigued, and I just not feel like I'm wanting to get physically active. I may be even busy in a given day, but just understanding there's individuals like Gloria out there that keep pushing through and keep driving through, and that's a motivating um, moment for myself even. I want to discuss and talk to you a little bit about some myths and facts that are out there in regard to activity and aging. This is myth one. There is no point to exercising. I'm, on, I'm going to get only anyway. I'm going to repeat that. There's no point to exercise. I'm going to get only anyway. The fact of the matter is regular physical activity helps you look and feel younger. As she just stated, here's Gloria who had independence or had an independent lifestyle up into her early 90s. It allows your body to control certain conditions that are at risk, like Alzheimer's, dementia, heart diseases, diabetes, certain cancers, controlling your blood pressure and obesity. And these things carry through life, like I said. And in fact, some of the gains you have, whether you're at 70 or 80, as, as significant as, that a 20- or 30-year-old has. So it's what the point being behind that is you're never too old to start moving. Another myth, exercise puts me at risk of falling down. As both I shared with you and Jody shared with you, those things are not true. The fact of the matter is regular exercise and by building your strength and stamina prevents loss of bone mass and will improve your balance and stability which in fact will reduce your risk of falling again the numbers out there 27,000 individuals have fallen or even suffered death from a significant fall myth number 3 it's too frustrating i'll never be the athlete i once was fact of the matter is changes in our hormones metabolism our bone density muscle mass mean that our strength and performance levels will decline with age. This is true. However, that doesn't mean you can no longer have a sense of desire to still be physically active to improve your health. It, it, this is simply put, it's set the lifestyle goal that you, is appropriate for you at the age you are now. And remember, we discussed in previous episode, the risk involved when we are sedentary, which is way greater than you potentially injuring yourself, maybe spraining an ankle or a wrist by being actively involved, maybe even in the athletic sport. This will counter and help minimize the biological aging that occurs through time. Another myth, I'm too old to start exercising. Like I just said, you're never too old to get moving and improve your health. And in fact, adults who become active later in life often show greater physical and mental improvements than the younger counterparts. And if you never exercised before, or it's even been a while, you will be encumbered by the same sports injuries that many regular exercise experience later in life. In other words, there aren't as many miles on your body as someone who may have a previous history Doing sports when they were younger, so your body is a little bit more fresh than the individual who's partaked in physical activities as a younger age. And if you happen to be a, an older individual that you're disabled in some sort say, for instance, you're in your chair uh, wheelchair bound, there are special classes and such that can be d- given to you that is modified for your ability. I mean. You can lift weights, stretch, and do chair aerobics, chair yoga, chair tai chi, which all these things will help improve range of motion and improve your muscle tone, flexibility, and promote your cardiovascular health. There's many swimming pools that have access to wheelchair users, and they're adaptive with their exercise programs. And there's even wheelchair sports like basketball. So again, even if you're disabled, to some degree there's still means out there to allow you this accessibility and the opportunities to stay engaged physically. And the last myth I'm gonna share with you is, I'm too weak or have too many aches and pains. The truth of the matter is moving will help manage your pain and improve your strength, and as well as your self-confidence. As we get older, we find that regular activity not only helps stem the decline in strength and vitality that comes with age, but it actually improves it. The key is just start off moderately and progress. So, some of the exercises we want you to and kind of think about that you want to involve. You want to do exercises that's going to promote mobility, your ability to move effectively in your joints, particularly your ankle, your knee, your hip, and your shoulders, and your lower back. When we look at things, we talk about balance, we're in essence really saying we want to be stable. And so, how we gain stability is by not shortening our base of support. We want to widen our base of support. Um, Jody shared with you as well the fact that you want to work movements in different planes of motion. We can't just go always front to back, forward, backwards. We have to work side to side. And sometimes we even have to do some rotational components with our torso or even with our lower body. These things will help gain a better proprioceptiveness of our ability to maintain balance. We also want to make sure we're working on our range of motion. We want to promote and maintain flexibility. Some of the emotional or mental benefits to maintaining exercise is it will improve your sleep. It will boost your mood, improving self-confidence, which will lead to sustaining more independence in your later years. It will enhance your memory and minimizes the cognitive decline that we see and have with dementia and and as well, combat the disorders like Alzheimer's. So some of the mental exercises you can do is do things like Sudoku or crossword puzzles. So the key is we have to stay engaged We can't lose sight of what we truly loved when we were younger. If anything, if I can give another key point, is maintain that spirit of that child that you had way, way back then. Maintain that spirit, that drive, that desire. Keep moving. Don't lose sight of that. And make sure you understand what your motivation is. If you're motivated to stay active and you got grandkids, You want to maintain an uh, active lifestyle with them to keep up with them. Use that as your motivating factor. You want to make sure that your kids don't have to worry about you because you're going to take control of being independent as we get more in our golden years. Let that be your motivation. Whatever it is you choose, just know what that is. Continue to move and enjoy life to its fullest. I want to thank my engineer, Abrod. My producer, D. Daniels. You can contact me at Right Choices at DRightAppeal at Facebook. You can also get in touch with me at Instagram at right Choices. You can log in and um, listen to me at my website at Right Choices, DRightChoices.com. And my email is Dietrich at DRightChoices.com. Again, thank you for listening to Right Choices, listening to Voice America Health Awareness Channel.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. Be sure to join Dietrich Wright again next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here next week.